0: Good morning. We are happy that you are here with us. It's always a good morning when we can spend time together in prayer and then open the Word of God together. The subject before us this weekend is persevering in the last days. There's plenty of outlines on the lectern by the door if you haven't received one. It's a good thing, as we have just sung, that we are pilgrims in this pilgrim scene. It's good to be reminded that we are pilgrims, but it's also good to be reminded that while we are pilgrims, that we have not been left to fend for ourselves here. We have been supplied, as we've mentioned in prayer, with many blessings from above. And so what we want to look at this weekend is how we avail ourselves to what God has given to us in order to persevere in a day when everything around us is so directly opposed to anything that would stand for Christ. So we have before us the few verses from the end of the book of Jude. But before we go there, and for the sake of introduction, I would like to turn to Acts chapter 27. In Acts, we get the history of the church. And we understand that Acts begins with the church being born on the day of Pentecost. When it was formed there and the history is given to us all the way through Acts, And at the end of the book of Acts, in chapter 27, we have what we believe to be a picture of the church in the last days. Acts 27, it tells us the account of the shipwreck when Paul was sailing to Rome. We don't have time to read all 44 verses this morning. Because I'm supposed to be done by 10 o'clock. But I want to point out several things from the chapter in Acts to help lay the groundwork and the foundation for the exercise before us today. When we look at the, the account in Acts 27, we notice several deficiencies, several things that were lacking. Several things that were wrong in the picture of this church. And if you browse the first, and I hope that we've all read this chapter already before, prior to the conference. But if you browse the first eight verses, there's two names that I want to point out. And they're the two names of the two ships that are mentioned in this chapter. Uh, the first one in verse 2, it says, "In embarking in a ship of Dramidium. The name of this ship, it means not in the race. And at the end in verse 6, they board a ship of Alexandria from Egypt. A picture of the world. Two ships that Christians have no right being on. And yet here they are. And the shipwreck happens as a result of being firstly on the wrong ship. When we get to the book of Jude, we understand that there is to be a distinction, a clear division between the church of God and the world. There must be this separation, but what we have here in the book of Acts is that there was a ship that was not in the race. And after leaving that ship, they boarded a ship that is a picture of the world itself. And how sadly we see that professors of Christianity want to get as close to the world as they can. I want to look at possibly three deficiencies in this chapter. The first one that I noticed as I read through is that They did not know their destination. There was no clear direction that was given. And even to the point when they cast off the anchors there later on in the chapter, it says they did not recognize the land. And how we as believers in this day and age that we live in, we need to know our destination and we need to have clear direction. And where do we get this direction from? from no other place than the word of God we need to be grounded in the truth we need to know what the will of God is for his people in this day that we live in the second thing I noticed that they lacked in this account in Acts 27 is that they lacked nutrition and mostly because they were fasting for a time But then they went without food for 14 days, and then when the ship was beginning to be tossed, they started to throw off the food that they had left on the ship to the point where Paul had to encourage them to take food and to eat and to strengthen themselves. And how many of us as Christians find ourselves in a lack of malnutrition because we are not feeding on the Word of God? How important this is. When we read through this chapter, the wind is mentioned several times. And the first two times that it's mentioned in verses 1 to verse down to verse 12, there's two times that it's mentioned where the sailing was difficult because the wind was against them. They were sailing against the wind. When they boarded the ship from Alexandria, what we have, and, and this is an important verse to read in verse 14, uh, verse 13, it says that a south wind blew gently, supposing that they had obtained their purpose. They weighed anchor, they sailed along to Crete, close to the shore. But soon a tempestuous wind, called a northeaster, struck down from land, and when the ship was caught and could not face the wind, we gave way to it and were driven along. And five times, beginning here to the end of the chapter, it says that they were driven along by the wind. No longer going against the wind, but now just drifting along with the wind. And how many of us, and how many Christians we know, are simply drifting along with the winds of this world? There is a call for Christians to stand for Christ. In the midst of a world that has rejected Him. And Jude gives us a call for Christians to persevere in the last days. In a world that is going to be hostile to those who name the name of Christ. We are to go against the current. But what happens is when we are not in the right place, and we are not feeding ourselves on the right source, we find ourselves drifting along and being driven by the wind. And so what we have here in Acts 27 is a very dismal, gloomy picture of the church in the last days. It comes down to the point in verse 27. I'm sorry, 29, it says that they're carrying on the 14th night had come. They were driven across the Adriatic Sea about midnight. The sailors suspected that they were nearing land, so they took a sounding and found 20 fathoms. A little farther on, they took a sounding again and found 15 fathoms. And fearing that we might run on the rocks, they let down four anchors from the stern and they prayed for the day to come. Now we believe that the four anchors that are mentioned here can be connected to the verses that we have before us in Jude. Four things that we need to hold fast to that will anchor us in these last days. And what we have later on, and when it was day in verse 39, they did not recognize the land, they noticed a bay with a beach and on which they planned, if possible, to run the ship ashore. And in verse 40 it says, And so they cast off the anchors, and they left the anchors in the sea. What a terrible thing to do. The anchors are there to hold the ship in place. And when they cast off the anchors, we learn that the ship then strikes a reef and is torn to pieces. And so now we turn to Jude. With this picture in mind of the illustration of this ship as the picture of the church in the last days, we come to the the book of Jude. And even though it's short, we don't have time to study the whole book. But it begins, and I want to read verse 3, because it's very helpful for us. Jude had a desire, he says, although I was very eager to write to you about our common salvation, he says, I find it necessary to write appealing to you to contend for the faith that was once delivered for all to the saints. There is an urge that Jude had to to urge these saints to contend for their faith because, as he goes on to say, there are many false teachers who are going to come, who are going to draw away the people of God, who are going to bring false teaching along with them, and by doing so cause many to drift. There is a need in the day that we live in to contend for our faith, to know what we believe, and why we believe it, and how to live it. We must contend. And the verses before us for our study then, in connection with the four anchors from Acts 27, we find ourselves reading uh, verse 20 and 21. He says, But you, beloved, building yourselves up in your most holy faith and praying in the Holy Spirit, keep yourselves in the love of God, waiting for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ that leads to eternal life. Four directives that are given to us. And we can talk about the grammar. I believe there's one command. Keep yourselves in the love of God. It's described in three ways. But four anchors that hold us secure in the last days. What's interesting, if you read the description of the false teachers that are mentioned in Jude, The last thing that's mentioned about them in verse 19 is that it is these who cause divisions. They are worldly people. And that's the same description of the ships that we had in Acts 27. And so there needs to be this distinction. I want to focus on, for two minutes, on three words. Because we'll study the four anchors together in our readings. But the first three words of verse 20, says, "...but you, beloved." The contrast that is given between these worldly people and the saints that Jude is writing to, it needs to be understood. There needs to be this separation. There needs to be this clear distinction between the people of God and the world in which we live. Forgetting these things, neglecting these things, Paul tells Timothy, Many have shipwrecked their faith because they have not held this distinction. And so that's the first thing I want to point out in Jude is that this contrast. But secondly, it's given to you. And I believe that it is a personal, individual responsibility of each Christian to anchor themselves with these four truths that are brought out in Jude. It's not the responsibility of the older brothers in the meeting. It's not the responsibility of your parents. It's each one's responsibility to build yourselves up in your most holy faith, to pray in the Spirit, to keep yourselves in the love of God, and to look forward to that day when Christ will come back. This is an individual command that is given. But also notice it's not given as a reprimand. It's given out of affection. He says, but you beloved, my dear one, and how we need to embrace each other with the love of Christ because in these last days we live in a world that hates those who name the name of Christ. We cannot hate each other. We must display the affection and the love of Christ to one another so that we can encourage one another so that we can assist each other in building ourselves up in our most holy faith. So with the Lord's help we want to look at these four anchors. And I would point out one more connection between Acts 27 and Jude. Jude closes with this doxology now to him who is able to keep you. Acts 27, it closes with the promise that the Lord gave to Paul that not a single one would perish. And after the shipwreck, everyone made it to shore safely. In these last days, we have not been left without a resource. And more than that, we have a God who is able to keep us. So may we look to him for the strength that we need. As we look to his word for the teaching... And for the direction as to how he would desire us to live in these days, may we trust and rely upon his faithfulness for his namesake.